Hello and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast. My name is Imran G. David Nguyen. Awesome. For those of you who aren't uh, familiar with the podcast, the podcast is where uh, where David and myself, we're both comedians, and we go over uh, joke premises that we're trying to work out, or just trying to went nowhere, and just try to see what comes from it. So what are you working on, man? Let's see here. Um, let's talk about Malala a little bit. Okay. Uh, Jumping straight into it. If you guys don't know who Malala is, she is the 17-year-old Pakistani girl who got shot in the face by the Taliban for um, championing women's right to an education because the village that she lived in was overrun by the terrorist organization. Yep. Wait, are the they Taliban? The Taliban. Are they a terrorist organization or are they just a group of people? I get conflicted sometimes. You're a Muslim. You know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the difference is, to be honest. To me, they're all, I mean, to Taliban, Al-Qaeda. The NSA might be listening. Uh, <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I I really don't know. Like, I think the Taliban became, Al- like, some of them left and become Al-Qaeda. I don't, I really have no idea. Man. It's like, I know they're not. I know ISIS is based off of a region. Like, ISIS is more Iran, Iraq, but Pakistan is more Taliban. Well, like, some groups, Hamas, um, ISIS, mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, they are terrorist organizations. From what I understand, the Taliban isn't the same. Okay. I know they do fucked up shit, but yeah. from what I understand, it's not the same. Anyways, they shot this girl in the face <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, she was championing women to have the right to an education because the Taliban banned girls from going to school. Okay. And she won a Nobel Peace Prize. It was fantastic. Uh, and I was just thinking, um, if you know the girl's story, it is great that it happened to someone like her because she carries herself with like grace and dignity. Mm-hmm. I just know that if it happened to me, my ego would be out of control. Like, <laughs> I'd be going around sunning all the other Nobel Peace Prize winners. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? What you want your Nobel Peace Prize for? Oh, economics? Oh, that's cool. Oh, who, me? I got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> for your daughter's right to read. <laughs> Give me your chain. So you'd be the 50 cent of the Nobel Peace Prize. I would be the 50 cent of the Nobel Peace Prize laureates and just going around and bullying all other <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize winners. Like, it's like, I just imagine, like, it's perfect. Like, you know, sometimes I don't believe in spirituality, but like, right. Sometimes you see things unfold and it's, you, you question whether or not there is a higher power sure. at work because it's like the universe seems to have conspired to help this girl be who she is and then have her go out into the world and change it for the better. Right. Uh, as opposed to if it happened to someone like me, like a dirtbag, <laughs> <laughs> I would just go out there and get mine. What would you use? Okay, let's, let's, let's go down this path. You get a Nobel Peace Prize. Let's not. It doesn't matter for what. You have one. What are you gonna try to do with this? Uh, like an American, I'm just gonna go out there and make money, man. <laughs> are you gonna try to greaten your brand? Like try to make That's your the, like the first thing I'm gonna do is like. Uh, are you gonna sell like? Pat- I gotta protect my brand. <laughs> you gotta protect your brand. Are you gonna sell like patches that like you know how like your face got fucked up when you got shot? You could. You could sell like stickers like those that people could put them and wear them as a fashion accessory all around. I would also have like a whole line of cosmetics, Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> <laughs> chains. 
<laughs> uh, I would drop a mixtape. <laughs> so you want to be a rapper then? I would have a clothing line. <laughs> it's called a uh, hoodrich. <laughs> that's what it is. Because like I'm a poor person, and like that's how just poor people. And maybe like that's why I buy shoes. Mm-hmm. Is from that mentality of uh, growing up with nothing. So yeah. you want to have something that symbolizes your wealth, uh. as opposed to people who grown up with money and understand how money works. Yeah. It's like, oh, you keep it and you sit on it and like you let the money work for you. I see. But I gotta go out there and I gotta make it and keep making it. So you can keep flossing. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the uh, self-esteem to <laughs> do other <laughs> things with money or my Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> other than like going out there and making other people feel bad for not having a Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you'd you'd work the television circuit. You'd obviously try to create a, a brand. I would of, have a podcast. You'd have a podcast that where you only talk to other <laughs> no Nobel Peace Prize winners where just, you talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> and talk down to people who, who don't have Nobel Peace Prize, like, you know, second place or third place yeah, winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, so, you could, yeah, you could just have, like, a panel of, of all the other people who are nominated. You say, and so then, this Luigi motherfucker here <laughs> was nominated. Second place. Second place. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So what kind of clothing would you want to sell? Would you sell, like, suits, like, high-end stuff? Or would you sell, like, stuff for the common person? It depends on what I won the Nobel Peace Prize for, I think. Okay. Because, like, if it's economics, then it's probably, like, you know, nice high-end suits or something like that. I guess, yeah. And you could sell, you could go on a speaking circuit. I mean, all of them go on speaking circuits. But if I won the Nobel Peace Prize for, like, you know, actual humanitarian work, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be, like... (laughs) T-shirts, <laughs> screen printed T-shirts. <laughs> it's like I got shot in the face, and all I got with this lousy T-shirt at a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh man! I okay. ri- I would write a book. You write? Oh yeah. I mean, the book comes. The book comes. Try to flip it into a movie. Oh flip yeah. Flip the movie yeah. into a. TV series, a TV series, it. like no, you have to make it like an uplifting story yeah, yeah, yeah. as a movie, and then have it a gritty prequel on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that shows like the actual horrors of what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that people can binge on. Yeah, yeah, the yeah David yeah. Nguyen Netflix binge, <laughs> and then like have a spinoff with like my family members, <laughs> how they immigrated over here. <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, you could do that like episode wise, or yeah. you could do a whole thing about your pops. I just keep it, keep it going like the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> Make the prequels, yeah, spinoffs, the whole. I want everything. You want everything. Um, yeah. what else would I do with my fame? Oh, um, I would go on like speaking tours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody goes on speaking circuits. You know, Malala charged like two hundred dollars to see her speak. Oh, per person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I okay. she came to the Bay Area couple of months ago and i was like oh shit malala i love you okay i have your book i saw the trailer for your movie i it got like 80 percent on rotten tomatoes like yeah it's not inspiring enough for me <laughs> i already read your book and i, I want to go see her speak and it's like two hundred dollars yeah. nah i already know your story yeah You're like, good. I, I could buy a pair of converses and still have money left over i could buy two pairs of converses two pairs of converses <laughs> yeah. all right because they were 95 bucks yeah, 95 yeah, bucks yeah, yeah. well with tax you couldn't i mean now that i oh you know what had I known, I could have gone to her speaking arrangement because I wrote a joke about her. Had mm-hmm. I gone to her speaking arrangement, I could have written it off as a comedy a business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, how do you justify saying, yeah, this is joke about how, how I would have sunned people. <laughs> yeah, and how much money I yeah. would have made on the speaking circuit and the shoes and the shirts that I would have sold. 
but I did my taxes recently and I was like trying to write some stuff off. It's like, ah, oh, shoot. Yeah. Should have gone to that speech. But, um, oh well. Next oh, year. Well. 2017. Hell yeah. Okay, so we have we have clothes. We have speaking circuits. Would you put your face on a food? Like Trump? Like Trump steaks? Nah, that's corny, you know? Okay. I would have like a food truck maybe. A food truck? Yeah, because like that seems like trendy. Oh, you know what would make more sense? If you made it like a high-end restaurant. Why? Because then, and then you could charge a premium price and be like, this is Nobel laureate food. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is not McDonald's. Like, you have to pay. I mean, if you have to pay $200 just to hear her speak, then maybe you could charge people like $100 just for the same food. Like, um, at at my speaking arrangements, have it catered by my own like restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Feed money into yourself. No, but like, you know Jay-Z, right? Like he has, we spend a lot of time talking about Jay-Z on this podcast. Uh, but Jay-Z has his 40-40 clubs uh-huh. and they're all high-end stuff. Uh-huh. Like if you're going to come out with a restaurant, anything, it should be high-end trying to, you know, get to a certain clientele. Here's the thing, like I'm waiting to see when Malala sells out. Explain. Because she already had her book and like that's very of her character, you know? It's like, sure. oh I have a book. Yeah. And a documentary. All very kind of classy things that right. she put her name on. At what point does she start to like monetize her brand? Oh, I it's see. It's like are you gonna release like Malala headscarves? Oh, I see. Wait, what's it called? A hijab. A uh, hijab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Malala brand headscarves. Okay, Malala hijabs. She could. Mm, I feel like that's not her market. Her market isn't. I'm just saying, is like you have this book tour, right? Yeah. And you have these speaking tours. Like, have a merch table. <laughs> 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 At what point, like, does she sell out? Like, oh, how does like she expand her brand? Here's the thing. Her clientele, at least from what I can see, is basically white people. Yeah, like sympathetic, progressive white people. Yeah, so she can't sell headscarves. Why? they don't wear them. Oh, you doubt how <laughs> I feel like white women <laughs> would buy these headscarves. It's like, oh, it's so powerful. <laughs> I feel so in tune with the culture. Like This is about like women's education. Sure. Uh, she okay. could sell. I think she could sell hijabs. It's like, oh, like we're gonna overcome the stereotype of uh, women trying to show off their bodies. Well, actually, it's uh, empowering women. We're not hiding. Uh, because, like, have you heard of um, women who wear hijabs? The idea that you know it's oppressive to women. Yeah. And then the women who actually wear the hijabs find it very empowering because if they hide their body, then men are only men can't sexualize them right and their worth comes from you know their intelligence Mm -hmm. so i think you could flip that on white women they would buy into that yeah uh to a certain point like some white women not all like not the vapid no white women who want the attention just like the white women who want the attention but from the other side where they want just like oh we're culturally yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that jazz and plus white people love appropriating culture speaking on that did you see that article about that white kid who had dreads who was assaulted by the black girl? No. In San Francisco? No. Okay, so there's white kids with dreads and some black girl. How old girl, is he? Uh, early 20s. And how old is the black girl? About the same. Okay. I think it took place at a college. Hmm. And 
It, so basically, he's just walking around with dreads, and this girl is like, you're appropriating our culture, blah, 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 blah. Then he said no, and then there was a physical altica- altercation. Did he hear her back? I don't know. All I know is she's being jailed. Oh, for assault, yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny to me because I was thinking about this earlier where I was like, you and I have a very interesting – well, what is appropriation to you? I don't know. Like this word entered into the lexicon like two years ago. Right. When some white girl started wearing uh, corn rolls. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they're called boxer braids now <laughs> if you're white. <laughs> <laughs> and like when Coachella started getting really big and the white girls were wearing like – Native American headdress. Yeah. And then people came out and was like, this is cultural appropriation. We are not a costume. Right. I don't know. I think cultural appropriation is a good thing. Like you look at a culture and you can't completely hate that culture if you want to mimic them. Sure. Like you look at something and say, oh, that's dope. I, I want to copy that. It's right. like how can you – you can't fully like these people are less than me, but I'm going to like, you know. Yeah, but I like, right. uh, but I like your headscarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's how I feel about uh, cultural appropriation. It, it actually helps bring the world together because, like, how are you going to raise kids and tell them, like, you can't associate with these people right. while you are rocking dreadlocks? And plus, it's like, for all that black girl knows, he might not have been appropriating, like, black yeah. dreadlocks. Well, he could just saw another white guy with dreadlocks and be like, oh, shit, that's dope. He could and, like, also be but, from the Caribbean, and they have white people in the Caribbean who live there. Possibly. Like, we don't know. And also, it's like... I feel like this little black girl was like, wait, how old, old did she say it was? Like, I think they're both early 20s. Okay, then this black woman is uh, just part of kind of this social media generation where it's like, oh, this is what we're going to be upset about now. It's like, yeah. then I got to go out and like attack. But then again, like, I don't know her story. Like, yeah. maybe somebody really took something away from her. But like, attacking a white guy is fun but it's also like an easy target <laughs> because like it's win-win for her yeah there's no way she loses uh she yells at a white guy he's like yeah take down the patriarchy take down the cultural probation right she the white guy hits her even better right it's like the malala situation <laughs> <laughs> best thing that ever she's ha- a martyr yeah best thing ever happened to malala was she got shot in the face yeah like she didn't get shot in the face no one knows her name yeah or she would have died i mean not if no one ever shot her in the face yeah no, I mean, like, if Malala would have passed away, then it would have just ended there. I mean, it would have made some news, but yeah, you're right. It wouldn't have made, like, she, they wouldn't have posthumously, like, given her the Nobel Peace Prize. Nah. Like, she only got that for getting shot in the face. Yeah, and surviving. And surviving. But, like, because, like, there's many people championing education for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everybody got a Nobel Peace Prize for that. <laughs> Has Oprah ever gotten a Nobel Peace Prize? I, has Oprah got shot in the face? Can <laughs> <laughs> to ask yourself that. <laughs> See, to me, like, cultural appropriation comes down to money. Go on. Uh, it really comes down to – I can only put this on myself. Like, one of my buddies is Nigerian, and when his wedding was coming a- around, I was super excited because I wanted to do a bunch of Nigerian shit. I wanted to wear the outfit. I wanted the hat. I wanted the dance. All that stuff. And to me, that wasn't cultural appropriation. That was me appreciating his culture. Mm-hmm. The difference would have been if I was like, yeah, this is great. You know what I'm going to do? Turn around and sell it at Spirit Halloween as Nigerian Prince. <laughs> 
and then have like a little email that comes in his pocket or something like that, then maybe I think you could try to spin it and be like, that's more appropriation. Um, but like, but bindies, like the things that the dots that the girls wear on their forehead. I thought men wear them too. No. Well, the men wear something different. They have like a, a dot, like the girls wear the teardrop, the big teardrops. Uh-huh. And what do men wear? <clears throat> what does Dalsam have on his head? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. It just looks like marks to me, but it's like those are Hindu markings, and I'm not Hindu, so I'm not entirely sure. But I know that the bindis are predominantly worn by the females, the women. You're sure yeah, that Dalsam is sure. <laughs> Hindu? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Dalsam was like fighting in front of two elephants in like an Indian temple. Which was always funny to me because I was like, yeah, why is he fighting in a temple? That'd be like the one place where you wouldn't fight just do the fact. And why are there two elephants just chilling on either side? See, like, here's the thing that Emron and I have always discussed is, like, I have an obsession with Emron having elephants in his life. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He wants elephants at my wedding, and I have and a like, really hard time You keep saying, like, why do people associate Indian people with elephants? Like, because you guys love elephants. Because <laughs> we have elephants in India. But you also love elephants. Okay, you yeah. have a god Yeah, that I mean, is an elephant. Yeah. Uh, Ganesh. The Hindu god Ganesh is an elephant. Yeah. So, like, why are you kind of like... They also have one. Like, Hindus also have a monkey god. Okay, but like... And a blue god. Hey, I... If you can't get an elephant at your wedding and you show up with a monkey like Dustin checks in or Ed. I'll, I'll have him associate the wedding. <laughs> a monkey and a tux associating yeah. the wedding. I would, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, people, nobody would be ever be able to top that. Be like, yo, they spent like $30,000 just on food. Be like, yo, but Imran had a monkey officiate his wedding. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> He was uh, dressed like Dalso. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was cruel that he shaved out a monkey. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, uh, Hindu people have, like, thousands of gods, yeah. from what I understand. But you guys love elephants. I don't th it's think it's a love thing. It's just they're around. Yeah, but, like, it's an incredible animal. <laughs> it is an incredible animal. What were we talking about before? Oh. <laughs> would it be cultural appropriation if I had an elephant at my wedding? No. Well, I what if be... I rode in on the elephant at my wedding? That would be dope. First off, I don't know where you would find an elephant to ride in the States. I mean, I don't save money, so <laughs> I would throw it around. That's true. You do You do have, uh, what, what did you say, disposable income. You got <laughs> elephant money, <laughs> elephant riding money. No, no, no. I have uh, sneaker money right now. I don't have elephant riding money. I, I get my money up. You ever see the movie, uh, the the TV show Soprano? Uh, yeah. The okay. So there was one episode where uh Tony Soprano went to like one of his uh, associates' uh, daughter's wedding. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, how much did this wedding cost?" Because like he had a daughter too. Sure. And like the guy's like, um, you know, with the honeymoon and everything, uh, it's like you know, four hundred thousand dollars. Holy crap! Yeah. So it's like Tony's like, "Oh my god!" So like for inflation, it's like I'm looking at half a rock for like when my half a rock is like half a million dollars. Yeah. From for when uh, my daughter gets married. And then he's like, yeah, but like, you know, what else do we do all this for if not for these things? That's a it's good like, point. Exactly. So that's like, really that's, that's always my thing too. It's like, why do you have all this money if not to like spend it? To spend it on the people you love? Or like just dope shit, like an elephant <laughs> at your wedding, you know? Fair it's enough. like, you know, guys are always telling people, 
or have this thing about gold diggers. Like, you got to watch out for these gold diggers. Yeah. Like, women only want you for your money. It's like, why do you make money then? You're going to spend it on the girl anyways. Yeah. It's like, why are you mad? Like, you get your money up just so you can lavish women with things. Or lavish the people you love with things. Either or. Like, <laughs> every, like you know, a gold digger doesn't necessarily have to be the person you're fucking. It could be anybody. Right, right. Because people love gold. <laughs> Don't be a dragon about it. <laughs> but okay, so at what point uh, do you find my um, appropriation offensive? Of Indian stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, say I show up and I have a dot on my head. Here's the thing. I, I don't... To me, that stuff doesn't bother me. Okay. Say I show up with a... Uh, like a head wrap. <laughs> like a Muslim head wrap. Sure. None, none of that would offend you. Not, none of that okay. would offend me at all. All right. What if I showed up dressed like Muhammad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah, I have no idea. So you, that's the thing. Is like you could be like, I'm just up as Muhammad right now. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I guess I have to believe you because yeah, I've never seen like, any. I never knew he wore Adidas, but I don't know enough <laughs> to dispute that. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, but like, you know, because I've never seen any uh, illustrations of Muhammad. So <laughs> There are some out there. I mean, I imagine he just looks like some other uh, Arab Middle dude. Eastern guy. Yeah, you know? basically. He's just a dude with the beard. I feel like that's how he lived his life, right? It's like, hey, I'm just a dude out here trying to do God's work. Yeah, like, don't that's an, I mean, me. the main thing about, from what I remember, was that he was just like, don't have depictions of me just so people don't worship that. They worship God instead. Yeah, but like people ended up kind of revering him as if, I mean, he's a prophet, so sure. that's Sure, so like that that makes sense. But, but he like, was like a humble prophet. Like all the prophets. Weren't all the prophets? Yeah, like? there was no, well, I think there was one prophet who balled out of control. Yeah? Uh, yeah. And that What's was his name? Like, we Solomon, gotta... King Solomon. Oh. Remember? Could... He could talk to all, well, I, sorry, I said remember, but King Solomon could talk to all the animals of the world. Oh, man, I used, I used to have an old joke about this where it's like King Solomon used to talk to all the animals and he could talk to the ants and all this other stuff, and instead of be, he was like the Doctor Doolittle of of the the world of the prophets of the prophets. But instead of like you know trying to create understanding of the world and like how people should interact, he had them all build him a temple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the greatest temple of all time, like historically. Well, not historically, but like I guess biblically or Islamically or whatever. It just it was like where's this temple people don't know probably because it never existed because this guy talked to animals uh but uh he he could talk to animals and he he could uh it was like this huge massively huge temple because it was not only built by men but by animals and ants and stuff and which is like it's kind of I don't know how much better it would be than like modern day stuff. It's like, well, the animals were helping. Well, it's like, you know, technically all enslaved animals are helping move stuff from point A to point B. Does it really matter if they want to do it and they don't, if they're still doing it? You know? I mean, you take out the animal cruelty factor, but yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Okay, King Solomon, huh? King Solomon, yeah. And so he builds this huge temple, and then he's supposed to be all wise, and people come for his advice, and then uh -huh. he does. All sorts of things. Like, there's multiple stories. Like, it's funny. Like, he has to consult, like, an animal. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, King Solomon, my husband's cheating on me. He's like, hold on, let me consult this duck. <laughs> <See what> <laughs> 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 well, 
What's that? Oh, yeah. Says, Mr. Qu- Quacker says <laughs> <laughs> that your husband's a cheater. Mr. Quacker's like, listen, do you love him? Okay. Well, if you love him, then you got to accept him for all of his <laughs> By the way, uh, ducks fly together. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Yeah, and it's just like the stories that they would tell was always just how wise he was. And I don't, from the stories that I hear, I don't think he's necessarily wise. It just makes me believe how dumb people were back then. Well, what was his prophet thingy? Like, how was well, how was he a prophet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he what only... was his, like, kind of thing? Because uh, every prophet has a thing, right? He could talk to animals, and he was super wise. Yeah, but, like... The main thing that they, they What was, like, to... his responsibilities? Like, what did God impart on Solomon to go out and do? The only thing that I remember being taught about him was that he was really wise and everything that I learned about him was Wait, through... was Solomon the one who told um the Mulaney the... joke is about King Solomon. Yeah, like to cut a baby to in half. To cut a baby in half. Okay. That is King Solomon and that's how he's taught. It's like here's this wise king. He was the wisest king in the world. Uh-huh. And for those of you don't who aren't uh familiar with uh, the, the joke or the story. Or the Bible. Or the Bible. It's uh so basically the story that's just, is that's a not woman. A Islamic thing, right? It's a uh it was in the Bible too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's in all of them, I think. I well I can't speak to the Torah. But uh it was in the Bible and at least the Quran. Where so the story is there were two women coming up fighting over a baby saying they were both theirs. And then the baby then King Solomon's like, Okay, fine. How about this? Let's cut the baby in half and then each of you will have a half. And one woman goes, No, Please don't cut the baby in half. And then he was like, ha, you should be the mom. Because the real mom would never want to cut a baby in half. Right. And that's the whole story. Right. That is the whole story. You know what's funny? is like King Solomon is like, oh, shit. Hey, Mr. Quackers, what should I do about this? <laughs> <laughs> and the dog's like, cut the baby in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think yeah, that's a good place to leave the episode. Like, you got to leave on top. <laughs> All right. All right that's, <laughs> that's it for uh, Bad Asians. All right. Uh, uh, I'm Imran the G. Follow me on Twitter at Imran, Imran the, G. the G. And follow David Nguyen at, at David Nguyen. Yeah. That's N-G-U-Y-E-N. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. All right. Holler. Uh, we got future shows ahead. Uh, tell people about this show. <laughs> <laughs> like us, subscribe. I don't know what format we're on right now but just do whatever share it just share it tell your friends how awesome it is and if your friends are religious tell them to start sending us hate mail all right thank on you on twitter yeah have a good night. but they got to follow us first before they send anything to us on twitter and if you guys like know what king solomon actually did <laughs> yeah just yeah. tweet at us yeah. all right all right bye. peace